Grady Gold Insiders for Thursday. Time to check in with Ben Brust, ESPN Wisconsin, KBN. It airs 2 to 5. He is on the air right now, but he always stops down to say hello to us. Here I am. Hello, Ben Brust. Are you uh, ready for Halloween, first and foremost? Uh, it's my least up? favorite holiday of the year. Really? I can't stand Halloween. What, what, what is it? What is it, it about Halloween? It's it's the idea that like for a day we all need to pretend that we are something we are not. Okay. And <laughs> I am ve- I just I'm very comfortable with who I am. I love who I am. I don't need to pretend to be something I'm not. Well, you can now, dress up as yourself. No, see, no, that's, that's There you go. Put the uniform on. It's douchey. Um, now, what I will say is with a child on the way um, in February, I have a feeling my ideation uh, will be really excited to figure out what I can do with the child and like you know if they're into it I'll be into it but if they're not I'll be I'll be happy. We were talking to Tausch about this yesterday. So this is very interesting. I asked him a similar question. Are, are you dressing up? And he said, Yeah, because my daughter wants us to do this. And there you go. So now the kids are deciding the costume for the entire family. Yeah. Okay. That's so dangerous. I, I guess I my thought process is wrong uh, unless the Tauscher household does things differently. Uh, I was thinking I might help uh, the the child, the future child, figure out which direction to go. But it sounds like I I do know his youngest. She is a whippersnapper. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like she's got a hold on old T. Well, the youngest breast in February will probably for his or her first Halloween be a, a banana, and then you'll be a monkey. That's how it's going to work. I'll uh, tell you right now. That's how it's going to work. I also. My opinion on this doesn't matter as well, because if my girlfriend is excited about Halloween, I will be excited. Okay, fair, fair enough. I uh, had to get that in there. Well, frightening was uh, the Packers' last performance against the Raiders in Las Vegas. You got to see it firsthand. We recapped that last week when we spoke. But finally, by week, you got a Broncos team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. Boy, this feels like a turnaround opportunity or a trap, one or the other. So, not a trap. A turnaround opportunity. You can't even look at this as a trap because some of the best coaches and some of the best teams play really well off of a bye. And that necessarily is not Matt LaFleur's forte, but it needs to be. Because not only did you have a Thursday night football game against the Lions that was almost like a mini-bye in terms of time for the coaching staff to prepare for Las Vegas, after Las Vegas you've had this time to prepare yourselves for a Broncos team where, yes, they gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins and then only 18 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. But with all that said, that's all part of the evening out of 200 total points, Greg. 200 total points given up through six games. That's bad. I mean, that's really, really, really bad. And so if Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love can't figure out a way, especially with Aaron Jones trending in the healthy direction for this game, if they can't figure out a way to put up some points, that will be troublesome. It's not necessarily, again, about wins and losses. If they fall to 2-4, and four, yeah, it will suck. But if the if they fall to 2-4 and four and it's a struggle and Jordan Love continues the trend of, you know, bad games, I'm not going to feel comfortable about, you know, even playing the Vikings, who's not that good. Justin Jefferson is 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 out. But guess what? It's a divisional game, and we know divisional games, no matter how bad or how good the team is, it prevent, pre- presents a different challenge every week. I'm prepared for this conversation because the Packers had Aaron Jones healthy in Week 1. Very dynamic player. He torched the Bears' defense. The Packers put up 38 points. We've not seen a full Aaron Jones Correct. since then, but we're likely to against Denver. Another bad defense, as you pointed out. I'm prepared for the conversation that 
oh, this Packers offense, all it needs is Aaron Jones. That might be the case, Ben. But I think I'd be more interested to see how they perform with a healthy, fully stocked offense against the Vikings before I make a determination on what this offense is going to look like. Yeah, so I I think Aaron Jones is amazing. I've always been a huge fan of, of Aaron Jones, as actually any Packer fan. I mean, when he is touching football at a high clip, he's usually producing. He averages 5.1 yards per carry on his career. Like, that is that is a great number to use as reference. Now, with that, there have been games where, you know, he does disappear and they don't give him the ball, but you're going to have every opportunity to do that. And if you can establish Aaron Jones against the Denver Broncos, guess what happens against the Vikings? The game plan for the Denver Vikings defense is how do we stop Aaron Jones? And I think because Aaron Jones was so effective against the Bears, even though he didn't play in Week 2, there was just like a different mindset that I think Jordan Love and this offense had, like, the progressions he was able to go through. They had somewhat of an established run game. That is completely wiped out. Even after A.J. Dillon's, I would say, better-than-average game that he had on his standard against the Raiders, they don't have a run game. And so if you don't have a run game, you're not able to develop Jordan Love in the passing game. So if they can just get Aaron Jones as a threat... That might take pressure off of Jordan Love to be like, all right, I don't have anything behind me. Now i got to do everything in front of me. So whether it's the Vikings or the Broncos, just getting Aaron Jones in the mix and making defenses think like more about there's another guy we got to worry about other than like let's disrupt Jordan Love. we got to stop Aaron Jones and disrupt Jordan Love. That makes it entirely easier for Jordan Love to hopefully – look a little bit more like those first three games rather than the last two that we've seen. So the Packers sometimes have a cold-weather advantage later in the season. The Dolphins-Jaguars have that warm-weather advantage early in the season. Yeah, I'm not buying that after uh, the San Francisco 49ers game at home. Yeah, they sometimes have a weather advantage. Is, Is altitude a thing? Did you ever play a basketball game at altitude? Did you notice it? Is it a thing? So it's a thing, but... You get used to it and you play on it. We played in uh, in New Mexico, um, which I believe there's altitude there. Sure. Um, we played in the pit, which I guess that's backwards of <laughs> altitude. We're going down. Uh, very cool, very cool arena that we played in. And I remember breathing a little heavier in a timeout, but we won both games. And guess what? There was altitude. And so, yeah, it's a thing. But if it was a thing, the Broncos would probably be a little bit better than 0-3 at home. That's a really good point, because I feel like they used to make something out of it. I feel like the Denver Nuggets, the pro basketball team in Colorado, does more with it. You'll, you'll see you know, 5,280, the number is around the arena. You can see it. It's on the baseline. It's like that constant reminder. I don't know if they do anything with that at the football stadium. No, I mean... Maybe I, they should. Maybe they should. They need every advantage that they can get right now, because the team is, is no bueno. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing his way out of the... Uh, uh, NFL Hall of Fame, which he was on a great trajectory towards, uh, you know, when he was with Seattle. But golly gee, I mean, when it comes to uh, all the technology advances, they got the they got the what are the uh, the, the Bane mask? Or, oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah, like oh, they, yeah. They, I mean, they got all the equipment they need. So even if you break off a long run, just get them on the oxygen tank, and they'll be good to go. All right, as a former Badger, are you pro Russell Wilson or anti Russell Wilson? Ugh. I think you I'm said. pro Russell Wilson in 2012. <laughs> there you go. What he did when I was a sophomore in college was amazing. I think, I mean, Greg, for one year he came in there, I think 
don't, don't quote me on this, but it's very close to this. Like 33 touchdowns and two interceptions in one season. Unfreaking believable what he did. So that's how I remember him. Okay, that's how you choose to remember. That's how I the choose man who to remember ran him. campus when you were a sophomore at the University of Wisconsin. Love that guy. Later to be, be run by Mr. This Unlimited. Man. <laughs> Not so much. Ben Bruss, KBN, ESPN, Wisconsin, two to five every afternoon. Thank you, pal. Thank you for not bringing up the roulette loss from Vegas. <laughs> I've moved on. I've moved on.